You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and I'm joined by Tina Cooper, executive manager of residential services at Rest Haven, to discuss a study by Monash University and Rest Haven linking polypharmacy amongst residents with risk of hospitalisation. Thank you for joining me, Tina. Thank you for having me. The study set out to investigate whether there was an association between taking nine or more regular medications and admission to hospital. How common was it for aged care residents to be taking nine or more medications and why did Rest Haven decide to engage with research into the resulting risk of hospitalisation? Well, our study actually showed that of um, the residents that we actually reviewed, which were 383, um, 63% of those older people were taking nine or more medications. And the reason for the engagement on this particular topic is that it's um, quite apparent that uh, the system at the moment is squeezed as far as hospital admissions. And so if we can prevent uh, good for uh, not having unnecessary hospital admissions for not only the um, the acute care sector, but also for the person themselves. No one wants to go to hospital unnecessarily, so we really felt that this was an area that we could do work on and then um, consequently do some other work to see if we can change that 63% and reduce it. What did the study reveal about the links between polypharmacy and hospitalisations? Well, it confirmed our thoughts that those people that take um, are taking more than nine medications on a regular basis uh, do have a higher um, association with uh, transfer to hospital for whatever reasons they they might be, and um, and and those that uh, it actually showed that 89% have a higher risk of hospitalisation and have a, a higher number of hospital days. So not only did they go to hospital more often, but they stayed for longer. You said Resthaven has always advocated for frequent medication reviews, but this research takes it to the next level. What impact do you hope the study's findings have on medication use across Australian aged care facilities? Well, the the intention is that um, GPs, who are the prescribers, so obviously aged care providers themselves are not the prescribers of medication, so it needs to be really clear in our minds that we must work with the GPs, often the prescribers of these medications and with our clinical pharmacists who actually undertake the um, medication reviews to actually um, have those happen on a regular basis and have some outcomes to those reviews in as far as what is able to be de-prescribed for somebody that doesn't uh, have any marked effect on their health and well-being, but actually uh, are medications that aren't necessarily going to be a great benefit to that person at that stage in their life. And other research that we actually did told us that the residents and the older people themselves are open to de-prescribing, but they fear uh, that they shouldn't make that decision. And, and of course, they feel that the doctor should tell them that it's okay. They want that reassurance that it's okay. So it is really a big factor around the GPs and their ability and, and wish to actually take away medications that are not going to add great value to that person at that stage in their life. What are some of the other important things to keep in mind when it comes to de-prescribing? How, how can it best be approached? Look, I think the best way to approach it is that you do your medication reviews on admission, which we, um, we with government fund us to do, but also GPs can request 
um, further uh, uh, medication reviews when they're clinically indicated. And that's a great opportunity for when there are other things happening for that person that a medication review can form part of an assessment to make decisions around changes in care needs. Also, uh, we, at, at Rest Haven, we make sure that the prescribing is a conversation we have with the resident and or their representative at the time when we do their care evaluation. And also, when we... Simple things like when medication charts are due for updating by, by the GPs, that we actually um, have a discussion at that time with them about, well, is this the opportunity for you to have a look at these medications for wherever this person is in their stage of their... Um, uh, stay with us. What do you hope that GPs and other stakeholders take away from, from the study's findings? I think some of the suggested things that we are doing here at Resthaven, but also more broadly, I think having G, uh, aged care actually engage with their GP group and actually starting those conversations about is there an opportunity to have a medication be prescribed, talking to residents and families you know, at times when it's important that maybe those things are considered and also um, open, just really opening that door that this is an okay topic. You're not going to, no medication that will be de-prescribed will be something that is um, going to cause a life-limiting outcome. It's going to be around something that is not necessarily going to change that person's health care uh, in the short term of their potential, you know, their life um, as an older person. Thank you for your time, Tina. You're very welcome.